where All Might literally has these big, bold black lines like you'd see in an American cartoon. And it's because All Might is from America, which is why, like, uh, all of his, like, moves are like, Detroit Dick Destruction! Boom! And he, like, says the name <laughs> of an American city. Um, Hal, you were talking about there's, like, M- Minnesota Smash. He's like, all Missouri the Smash! And, every, and he says, like, a different place. Like, Missouri Smash! Texas Smash! Detroit New Smash! Hampshire. And it's all just, it's all just him punching the shit out of somebody but he <laughs> has a different name every time like every time he says Missouri Smash I'm like oh fuck yeah he's got like this cool flashy move nah he just yeah. punches them into the ground and that's it but what if he did like Texas gun <laughs> he just takes a gun and <laughs> 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 it's like I'm uh, running out of time I just gotta use my firearms <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of time for this shit <laughs> everybody, I'm Pax. I'm Hal. And this is Bro Takus, the show where two guys who love anime do a deep dive on what is and isn't worth watching. We believe you don't need to get a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, beautiful, strange art form, and we are so lucky to have you on this journey with us. Hal, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I've been uh, plugging into the show that we're talking about today. I've been you know, chugging through these episodes one after one after one, and I'm so excited to talk about it today. Very nice. And what I'm even more excited to talk about is uh, the guest that we have procured, the, the, the guest that we have, have lured into our satchel of guesthood, uh, the, 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 the featured entertainer for today's show, uh, Mr. Eric Shute. Eric Shute is a Rochester-based uh, actor, performer, singer, a brilliant creative who we have both uh, worked with on stage, who is just a fantastic, intellectual, heartfelt, putting a whole soul, whole body, whole heart into those performances. Eric Shute, how are you? doing today sir hey 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 beautiful people how are we all doing so unbelievably good so unbelievably good um so uh eric eric thou hast a child <laughs> thou hast a covid baby correct <laughs> i'm a full-blown dad it's crazy Ooh. how does that Dude, feel I, yeah oh yeah. my god it's it's the most existential experience i think i have ever felt in my life just the fact that me and my wife, Courtney, could come together and just create something that is greater than the sum of our parts. And it's just a beautiful, miraculous experience. That's beautiful. And, and I heard the term COVID baby. Is that the term that we're using for babies born during she, during COVID's reign? Is that what we're calling them now? I think that qualifies to call wow. her a COVID baby. Yes. So we didn't actually <laughs> conceive her while the pandemic was happening, but it was right before. And then... <laughs> the covid hit and we were just like well shit what are we doing with this child's life uh so many unknowns but uh we're powering through it and it's wonderful that's amazing that's awesome i gotta say one of the great highlights has been you know seeing seeing the updates on the beeb with the 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 bill shirt the the shoot home family life progressing and like it just makes me so happy to see (laughs) it's beautiful uh, yeah it just makes me so happy to see out there now um eric i just got to um cue the the audience in on this i remember that um you were somebody i looked up to so so much when we were both getting our uh our degrees in (laughs) Um, and and your performances in in shows were i mean one of the reasons why i 
I, I pursued the program in the first place. And it meant so much to me because after an early Brotakus episode, you reached out and um, just let us know that um, as a lifelong kind of uh, weeb or uh, dork ass or whatever your preferred term is, otaku yourself. I will take weeb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That seeing it all, uh, all, all put out there was was um, uh, uh, something that you had had really appreciated. And I guess I didn't know the full uh, consummate picture of your weebdom. Can you describe to me like what your um, initial like toe dipping into the anime sphere is? Like what some of your foundational shows are? Oh well, first of all, I appreciate all those words, man. That means so much to me. Um, so basically what got me started in uh, weebdom in anime was uh, probably similar to you, Hal. I started with Dragon Ball Z yeah. um, at the age of like six or seven. I just saw Goku going Super Saiyan. And um, did I say Super Saiyan? What am I? Super Saiyan. <laughs> um, and the Cell Saga. And yeah, he was just powering up to fight Cell. And it was just like one of the most amazing things i've ever seen on television wow, we're brothers um, of the same cloth excellent and i was just hooked from that day on i started uh drawing a bunch i got a bunch of artwork that i have not shared with the public at all but <laughs> i just kind of keep in my sketchbook um and that's what kind of got me started in the arts too really is just um really? watching these animes these shows um yu yu haka show was another one oh, yes thereafter. so good oh so my good. god tsunami in those days was just revolutionary yeah i'm so glad you bring up tsunami because that was that was i think i think how i got into it was um it was only once in a while i'd be able to catch like a late night tsunami show you know what i mean like i wasn't allowed to just like plop my ass down and watch whatever i wanted at that age and so i would catch like every 14th episode of the original full metal alchemist series on, on like tsunami randomly i would catch random episodes of dot hack which made no sense to me because it was so like non-linearly constructed just seeing like every random episode but that just really um i don't know it, it, it perks creativity so what what do you think that um what do you think that anime and this type of being artistic how do you connect it to the 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 art that you you make where do you find inspiration in these things um what i find inspiration with these shows is um always with the idea of uh helping humanity and bettering yourself becoming stronger not only for yourself but for the safety and protection of those around you and i just find that whole idea to be very inspiring and beautiful and that's just kind of uh what's kept me in weebdom uh since day one <laughs> yeah, yeah that's like the golden rule of animu right there i know that's, that's the constant for sure. I think I think of all like the late rehearsal nights that like um, me and like Mike Flanagan would just slink off to some corner and watch like uh, Erased or just some random um, uh, episode of like Toriko, which is really bad. Oh or, my God, yeah. or, um, or as Michael likes to ingest things exclusively through like YouTube clips and compilations of series. <laughs> like I think I think he's like seen No My Hero, but has seen every fight clip on YouTube and will just cobble together the whole plot through five minute excerpts. This maniac. Because what anime we hasn't just watched an AMV of Naruto versus Sasuke on YouTube? Oh, or yeah. <laughs> You are unlocking so much in me. Um, I would, um, I w oh, God, the amount of like Panic at the Disco AMVs I'd watch set to like Sergeant Frog animation. Like, it's just oh so God. weird what would be put together. You'd see like My Chemical Romance with the Gara Rock Lee fight. Like, yeah, oh, it's like Linkin gosh. Park for me with like Curse Mark Sasuke just. <laughs> 
Yes. God, I've gotten really all my best and worst aspects from personality-wise out of anime, I guess I'm realizing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh gosh. Now, um, Eric, you mentioning uh kind of inspiration for 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 changing the the world and kind of like joy for future generations is like um big joy spark is in your life right now. And I think that the uh anime that we have chosen today, one of our longest awaited episodes, is a perfect encapsulation of that. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the illustrious My Hero Academia, my friends. It is a beautiful superhero shonen anime um, that we will touch on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was my cat and my dog fighting outside my door. So, so Mr. Shude, My Hero Academia has been a show that I've seen in every Hot Topic, every T Public website, like basically every kind of pulp cu- pop culture reference I've seen with some picture of a young Midoriya or All Might, you know, plastered across some fanboy's T-shirt. But I honestly don't know anything about the publication history or anything about you know how it came to be. Could you? I understand you have a full page of notes uh, detailing exactly how My Hero Academia came to be. Would you be able to tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, yes. I went hard on the research for this one because I just love it so much. So, My Hero slash Boku no Hero Academia was created by Kohei Horikoshi and has been running in Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump since July of 2014. And the anime was picked up by Studio Bones in 2016 and brought to Adult Swim Toonami in 2018 here in the so, West so in America. So it's still relatively new because I, I seem to remember... Uh, let's see, 2014, at that time, I was, God, I'm going to date myself, I was uh, a junior in high school, and I remember probably oh around, God. it was, it oh was probably God. around, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, think yeah. that's dating you, my God, I feel so old, oh no. <laughs> it, it was probably, probably around senior year of high school that I remember looking around and being like, what the fuck is My Hero Academia, what is that, and, and I had no idea, but it like, sprouted up like weeds all over the place and so clearly it was you know it it caught like fire and so like i mean it must have been really popular right oh my god yeah so it was so popular that the franchise had a plethora of spinoffs like um there's my hero academia smash my hero academia vigilantes my hero academia team up mission my hero academia uh two heroes so so, so (laughs) those are all all series those are all series Can you break those down for us, like, what those are? Yeah, so My Hero Academia Smash, I think, is um, kind of like a chibi version, which is um, these little little characters um, from the the original series. Teen Titans Go, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Teen Titans Go kind of thing. Um, And then there's team-up missions where uh, kind of within uh, UA, like, all the characters are teaming up and going on missions outside of school after they get their hero licenses. And uh, uh, there's a Two Heroes manga that kind of preludes the movie of My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. Oh, yeah. Also, they have two movies uh, out right now with a third coming on the way. Oh, we've heard about one of the movies. Yeah, dude. We, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. back to that as, as we go on. So My Hero, but, but Vigilantes is the one that really catches my eye. Because, Eric, looking at all these, these different spinoffs, it kind of reminds me of like... um. 
when this really popular character, this really popular series comes out, and then a bunch of Game Boy Advance games would come out afterwards mm. with like weird subplots linked in that you will never see on the actual <laughs> show. But it's like this clunky gameplay, and you're yeah, like, this yeah. will never be in the show. So let's just make it a Game Boy game. Vigilante seems to me to be like, what? What is that one about? Because that one reminds me of a of a Game Boy game. Oh my god, Vigilantes. Well, it, that's actually one of their spinoff manga series um, oh, that okay. preludes My Hero Academia. Um, and it's about uh, this, this uh, I can't remember the protagonist's name off the top of my head. Oh, it's but not But he's Deku? just a normal guy. Um, he's just a normal guy that goes around. He's a fan of All Might, so he has an All Might hoodie on all the time. And, oh, Shmidoria. Uh, yeah. Right, it's Midoriya. Yeah, it's no, 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 that's Midoriya. But, but our age, he's like a uh, dude with a job, and he, he oh, just has kind no. of this almost. Yes, he has almost this useless quirk that lets him glide a little faster than someone might run <laughs> on the ground. If he puts more than uh, two limbs on the ground, so, he can just kind so of. So, if ground. I purchased a hoverboard from Walmart, I could have the same quirk as this man. It would be that. Yes, okay. exactly. Okay. But, yeah, he come across as um, this vigilante hero um with no quirks whatsoever who uh kind of helps keep crime at bay in this kind of low income uh part of japan where heroes aren't really prioritized or um no dispatch for heroes in that area and if there are it's very rare so it's just kind of these people teaming up and trying to uh keep the community safe around them okay so They've got all this, these spinoffs, which sound incredible, and I feel like if I would dedicate time into looking into them, I'd probably waste a good year of, year of my life. Um, not a waste, not a waste. Let me take that back. It would not be a waste. <laughs> Any time spent watching anime Here's the is issue, time dude. to be treasured. I've had more friends of mine who listen to Brotaku's reach out to me criticizing my My Hero takes than I've had people being like, great episode, dude. Like, I made fun of when Midoriya went like all for one, one million percent in one episode. Oh my, God. my homie Bishop was like, dude, I will execute you. That was the most lit thing I've ever seen. And so people oh, love this thing. So. Yeah, That's so people thing. love My Hero, so we got to walk careful. That's the thing. Like, I mean, clearly so many people love it because there are one, two, three, four seasons already out and there's a, f- is that right? Is there a fifth one? Because I, on my Crunchyroll, my Crunchyroll mega fan account, um, it said that season four was going to be streaming soon. And so is that, is that season four has already been out or is, or is season that the Season four has season? been out. Um, yeah. And season five is coming out in March, late March. Wow. Is season okay. five. That's so exciting. It's, I feel like it's kind of unusual that. You know, such a mainstream anime is still putting out new seasons like like currently. I feel like My Hero is one of those few that have survived, um, I mean, 2014, what, seven years now? And yeah. just continues yeah. to maintain a very, very strong presence in pop culture. Um, and then the, sure. two, the two feature feature films, um, My Hero Academia, Two Heroes, and Heroes Rising. Uh, But you said there's a third one coming? There is a third one coming. I'm not sure if it's titled yet, but there is like a teaser poster of... Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I know hope, you're academic. Heroes coming. I, I hope it's, it's just a doujinshi. Um, I I <laughs> I hope it's not like um, the Dragon Ball Super Broly film that um, Pax and I coincidentally went to go see in theaters when it came yeah. out, and then they were sold out, and so I just ended up pirating it on YouTube. Oh no! But, um, 
similar to how Mike Flanagan, you know, consumes anime by watching clip after clip after clip after clip and thinking, all right, that's a good, good summary of what I just witnessed. Truly sick, man. <laughs> oh my and god, so, I'm so sorry that was sold out. That's so that's oh, so devastating. We drove, we drove like Pennsylvania oh. to see that dude. Yeah, like, it was nuts. Oh my god. Um. Uh. Yeah. So so my hero academia. Um. So which one has been more popular so far? Like the manga, or has it been the anime that's been more popular? Because I find that a lot of different anime ends up sort of being overshadowed by its manga, or vice versa. What do you think? Uh, well, the manga has sold over 26 million copies, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I'm not sure how that translates oh to uh, viewership. Yeah, it's it's it was a quick riser when it first came out. I remember, I think it was my senior year. It was either my junior or senior year in college when I watched the first episode with my roommates, and we were just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Like, we gotta get more of this." And um, once we caught up to the anime, like we all just <laughs> nerded out on the manga and try to catch up as much as we can. Okay, for for context and for just like a frame of reference for those listening, twenty six million. That that's a lot. That's obviously a lot. But if you go back to episodes, oh, I forget how many episodes it was. We did this pack when we talked about this, but I just looked up the highest selling uh, manga in history so far, and yeah, it's One Piece at the top. So we got twenty six million for My Hero, and four hundred and seventy million uh, for yeah. One Piece, and just it's like that, incredible. It's I think it eclipsed Batman recently in terms of sales. Like, insane. I, you're so. probably right, and so it's so insane to me that you can sell like. 27 what, what was the number what was it uh yeah 26, 26 million. million copies while earning you know new york times bestsellers list uh best manga awards and still not come close to some of the really high top ranking ones which just goes to say like how popular manga is even now uh like i'm sure especially right now with covid on the rise and everyone being at home dude i'm probably gonna stock up on my manga soon i'm gonna buy 26 million myself yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. important to note here too, in terms of like the best-selling manga, is like uh, the the amount of time it's been serialized is like a key factor there. Because I know that like Golgo Thirteen is like one of the I think top five or three selling manga, um, and it sold almost like three hundred million. But it's been serialized since nineteen sixty eight. You know what I mean? And so yeah. for my hero to have only been out like a few years, get earning those numbers is like really impressive. Because even One Piece just turned twenty five. But actually, while we're on the subject, I wanted to give like a key piece of context for, I think, yeah. why My Hero got so popular, sure. which is that um, My Hero came at a really unique time when the the anime that used to be known as the big three were Bleach, Naruto and One Piece, kind of like the really big three shonen anime that got uh, churned out um, anime episodes every week and had this kind of like grueling production schedule, but were still insanely popular. And so My Hero came at a time as Naruto was ending and releasing Boruto and Shmoruto and, and <laughs> Horuto, uh, <laughs> the doujinshi version Horuto. Oh, um, but it also came right at the crux of this shift in production style, which was when we went from the weekly uh, anime episode release to when we went to the serialized release, which like you got a season that drops this year, a season that drops the next year. And it takes so much pressure off the creators because even Dragon Ball is a little like rough, like the original Dragon Ball Z series, like rough to look at now the way they would like stretch and stretch and stretch the fights. Um, 
And, you know, there would be huge filler arcs in Naruto and huge filler arcs in One Piece. But the way that they created um, My Hero is that the first season, uh, each episode adapted 1.6 episode or chapters of the manga. And then it went to two chapters on average per episode uh, moving onward, which gives it this amazing pace. There is some anime exclusive content, but it's just really, really solid. And so you have um, it's it's coming as it can take the place of these big three is Bleach and Naruto. And um, it is coming at a time when right at the time when the American superhero boom was happening, when the Marvel boom was happening. And so <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Avengers, all these big things right as this was happening. And it rides this wave. It also rides a wave right at the start of the, the serialization and the, the shift there. And and the anime streaming boom is Crunchyroll got popular. And so I think that, you know, it's 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 well earned its spot, but it benefited from a lot of great fortune in terms of like the timing of it. Right, Eric? Oh, yeah, for sure. It came in at a remarkable time and just pop culture in general. And uh, like what you said about it following true to the manga and just skipping all the filler, I think that was the best move that the studio could have made. And uh, you see that more with a lot of anime coming out these days, that they're just going and following the story of the manga, not stretching out the fights to 50 fucking episodes. And yeah, just keeping it tight and concise. And I think that's really what's hooking um, American viewers these days, is just the fact that it is um, just very fluid. And you can follow it easily without <laughs> being like, oh, they're still on this fight. How many episodes has, has it been? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know my biggest dream is that one day Naruto and um, One Piece get a remake like that, you know, a seasonal remake. So mm-hmm. please, Netflix, dump a billion dollars into this. Make it happen. Um, oh, please. But, uh, <laughs> but that said, we talked a lot about production. Uh, are we ready to do our deep dive? Yeah, yeah absolutely. let's get into it. Listeners, we are about to do our deep dive into the strange, wacky, quirk-filled, adventurous world of my hero academia, motherfucker! And welcome back, everyone, to the Brotaku's take on My Hero Academia. Now, Eric, you are our resident expert when it comes to My Hero Academia and all of its quirk-filled adventures. Tell me, what is this show even about? I'm assuming it's about heroes. I'm assuming they study sometimes, maybe not as much as they should. What do we think? Well, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I am quite a nerd and a weeb. So the information in this brain is yeah, you don't probably need a degree bursting in anime with studies. more anime than anything else. So My Hero Academia follows a boy named Izuku Midoriya. He's a middle schooler. Um, and he is born without superpowers in a world where 80% of the population in the world has them. However, through a selfless act of heroism, despite not having any powers, he gains the respect of Japan's top hero, All Might, who also happens to be his idol. And okay, All Might quick, quick passes. Question. Can I interrupt yes. you? A quick question? Of course. Can you tell us what All Might looks like? Just paint a picture oh my for God. me. Like, what, what, why is this guy the top hero? What does he look like? 
So All Might is the epitome of what you would see in a Western comic book like Superman. He just has that cheesy smile on all the time. It's like painted on him and to the point where when he talks, he doesn't even connect his lips together. It's just all teeth. <laughs> when he's, talking, he's just always smiling. He has dark, uh, serious eyes on all the time. And his catchphrase is, no worries, I am here. And he just has this big booming command superhero voice so amazing um, yeah he is just the epitome of cheese and superheroes all around the world <laughs> so so deku uh izuko midoriya meets all Might, uh gains his respect uh he's like oh my god i just met my idol what happens next so what happens next is um uh he actually gets saved by all might by a villain that's just kind of uh just sneaking around the town trying to con control people's bodies and escape from uh the heroes that are chasing after him Ew. and all might saves him uh at one point and kind of bottles him up and uh just says okay i saved you time to go and deku's like no wait and grabs onto him as he's blasting off into the oh, sky right, right. <laughs> and all might's <laughs> just like wait what why are you still here get off me he's like but if i let go then i'll fall to my death and he's like good points you can ride with me to the next skyscraper so yeah uh all might drops him off and says, all right, time to go now. And Deku just earnestly uh, asks him, wait, I need to ask you this one thing before you leave. Can someone without a quirk become a hero? And that's where and he goes, one no, kind of bitch, and he flies away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So what actually happens is um, you see the smoke start to come from All Might and uh, you're just as the audience like what's happening because before as they're flying through the air um, All Might secretly like wipes away a bit of blood from his mouth and he says shit like my time is running out and what happens after Deku asks if he can be a hero without quirk is he poofs into this emaciated drug addict looking um, just creature and he kind of almost looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. He's just so skinny and scrawny. And Deku's like, what the hell is this? What happened to you? So, so what I'm hearing basically is that so All Might has sort of like a time limit on how long he can be All Might. So he's kind of like Ben Tennyson with the Omnitrix where, you know, he can only be hero for so long. And then something it's like, pew, 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 pew and then something yes. it's just this useless thing. Yeah, almost yes. basically Ben 10. That's all you got to know. Think He's Ben 10. 10. He's just Ben 10. Case closed. Um, but yeah, he can only be a hero for a couple of hours a day, I think it is. And then he just turns into this emaciated mess. Um, and that's because okay. years ago he was injured so badly by a villain um, that he can only maintain this huge muscle form for only a couple hours at a time. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. um, and so, gotcha. so I, I actually kind of want to jujitsu this and put your question back on you, Hal, because you just saw like the first, uh, like dozen episodes pretty recently. Absolutely. What is your sense of like, what is this shit about from like your, your first foray into it? So, so currently I'm on episode 11 and I have just devoured these episodes one after the other because, um, Midoriya is not 
your typical shonen protag uh, in a few ways. But what I can see is that he's this fanboy that doesn't have any special abilities. He doesn't have any special like personality traits that endears him to other people, really. At least not that you see immediately. Um, he basically gets his, his butt handed to him by his childhood acquaintance slash friend slash frenemy slash love interest. I don't know. Bakugo. Um, <laughs> that's, that's more correct than you know, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not really sure yet, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. there's some tension there. Um, and when everyone else gets a quirk, he doesn't get his and he feels really bad about this. So basically what I'm seeing so far is that this is the story of a young man, a person who doesn't have any particularly exciting traits learning to be extraordinary um, through um, the gift of someone who is already in his station, a gift of someone who's already well above at the top. Um, and All Might says something to him later on when like he is ready to pass his power on to him and he says, you know, uh, this isn't cheating. You shouldn't feel like you're cheating by me giving you this gift. Um, I'm only giving this to you not because you're lucky, but because I recognize you as someone who is worthy to have it. And that is something that you did, not something that I am just deciding to do. And I really think that's what the show's about, from what I can tell so far. It's about earning that that trust, that power, and subsequently, that responsibility, earning that and being trusted with that. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Can I, can I um, um, kind of take that and run with it through the setting here? Yeah, take it and run. Run! Yes. So so more broadly, um, my hero follows most directly Midoriya, who after meeting with his idol, All Might, uh, discovers that All Might's power is referred to as all for one. Correct? That's It's not one for all, it's all for one? Uh, one it's for one, all is All one Might. One for all. One for all. One for all. And so one for all is a kind of trait that gets passed down almost genetically inherits the power of the previous person. And um, once you have been like burnt out and fucked up by it enough, you can pass it on to another person. And so All Might in seeing um, Deku kind of selflessly all, uh, sacrificing himself for his friend because he tries to rescue Bakugo from a really hairy situation that he has no business going <laughs> into. Um, uh, uh, Bakugo being the shitty kid who like produces explosions at his school and is like uh not like a terrorist he doesn't, he doesn't like build pipe bombs his quirk is he literally like... can create explosions with his hands that's what he does yeah yeah yeah, yeah and everyone and at school deku's bully yeah and everyone at school is like "Ooh, bakugo you're so cool you can make so many explosions what a powerful quirk and bakugo's like hell yeah i am i'm the fucking best suck my ass i'm fucking bakugo <laughs> and like and is like self-feeling himself and like and it's so whack how he treats midoriya because he's just like midoriya you're a dumb little bitch you don't have a quirk lick my ass and it's you like, should kill it's yourself just, kill like, yourself you say that. <laughs> it's like dude come the fuck on um but nonetheless uh, Midoriya loves All Might, you know, is, is, idolizes him, wants uh, to, to be a hero too, even without that quirk. And so when fucking uh, the, the, the Grumbo monster is attacking Schlumbo City or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> I don't know the terms, big monster attacks, uh, Midoriya stops that shit or tries to stop that shit. Um, All Might comes in at the last minute, but is like, wow, kid, that was a truly selfless act of, uh, of dumbassery there. You, that was a really noble suicide. I like it. That's my style. Come here. I'll teach you how to do the Manhattan, the man grab. I'll teach you how to do the the, the Brooklyn ball sack crunch. I'll, I'll teach you how to do. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> all, For those of you what, listening, at the moment is much more <laughs> cathartic than that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, it's actually a very serious show. Um, it's, um, That's a beautiful so, moment. 
<laughs> but so Midoriya does a moment of self-sacrifice. His his uh, hero and idol kind of passes his power on to him and is like, you will definitely die if you use this. So you got to learn how to do push-ups, kid. You got to get abs. You got to be a 14-year-old with abs before you go to hero school. Because, right. And if yeah. I can just if I can just jump on that. Hit so it, so the thing about One for All, what really makes it so powerful and so dangerous, like you said, it's passed on from person to person. But with each person that it gets passed down to, their power gradually joins it. So it's like kind of creating the spirit bomb of a quirk that is solely being passed yeah, on person to person. Yeah. And so that means like, so All Might is enormous. I believe he is 277 kilograms of just pure what? fucking beef. <laughs> of beef. Um, he and so boy. he's just like... Hey, I'll give you this quirk one for all, but just so you know, young Midoriya, if you use this, it'll probably shatter every fucking bone in your body. And Midoriya's like, oh, why? And he's like, because you're not a worthy vessel, and so we have to train you. I'm going to have you pick up garbage for three months. And he's like, okay. And so Literally he does. makes him clean a whole beach in the uh, span of, like, uh, yeah. Like, I think it's like three months short or a year. Time. I think it's like three months or something like that. And so, like, they get Midoriya buff. This will be the name of episode three. Young Midoriya gets buff. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, like, Midoriya finally, he's, like, ripped. He's, like, a ripped 12-year-old that is, like, wearing a green jumpsuit. And uh, All Might's like, here, eat my hair. And at some point, probably two hours or so, I don't know, uh, you'll probably feel something different. By the way, go take your entrance exam. Have fun. I'm not going to tell you how to use it. Um, yeah, like literally that day. He and has yeah, to go and take his is like, exam. okay, so eats the hair, um, and then goes to take this entrance exam. And so, what I'm trying to say, the reason I'm going on this long tangent, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that there's so much power in One for All because it is gradually accumulated over generations of users. That if your body is not strong enough upon receiving it, it will obliterate you when you yeah. try to use it. Which and is so, what makes it so dangerous. Exactly. And so more broadly, where my hero goes from here is it's a show about um, the uh, UA, which is uh, what what Academy? <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. I don't think they even say what the U even know. stands for. I don't know. I keep for. waiting for that acronym <laughs> yes, to be explained. Uh, hero it's Academy. Just, <laughs> it's the most prestigious academy in all of Japan for uh, heroes. I think yeah, it's Ultimate Academy. Academy. Essentially I'm going to say Ultimate Academy. Yeah, and so because this is a world where 80% of the population has these quirks, um, Syndrome from the Incredibles has won out in this timeline. Everyone is special. <laughs> um, and, and no one of it, is. And no one is. <laughs> God, such an Incredibles <laughs> is dope. Um, but... Uh, so the entire world has these heroes. There is this kind of um, administrative heroing system through which you can become a, such a Japanese way of looking at it. Where it's like, I'm going to be a hero intern, then I'm going to rise up the hero rankings, and I'll make my own hero like clinic. Um, but it's every possible quirk you can think of, every superpower. It's like it, it, it covers like a lot of like X-Men vibes, honestly. But if most people were mutants. Well, that's and the thing. Like the, it. it literally goes about the same way that x-men does except that they're the majority in this case that's the only difference exactly right, they aren't looked on as freaks right, because everybody's not a freak. that is it <laughs> exactly and so you follow the the students of class 1a at uh ua at <coughs> hero academy <laughs> um where they learn how to do their powers they go up against the league of villains and villains rise up you meet uh all might's uh super nemesis all for one right 
<laughs> is that all for one? Yes. All for one. <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's just badass. And you kind of get a picture of this really cool world that's very fleshed out, explores a lot of fun topics, a lot of really fun pow- powers. And uh, I think this is a good point to kind of pivot to some of the things that like make it special, right, Squat? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Lit. So um, let's talk about the art style first for this, because this is the thing that I, I think it took me a minute to like get used to this. But once it hit for me, I was sold, right? So, um, uh, Hal, since you've just seen the anime, how would you describe the art style with this? So I was kind of looking at it, and and it's so... Not only is the art style so cartoony, it's weird to say that in terms of an anime when describing the anime, but the... So it doesn't have, it has a lot of the sense of like physics. Remember when we talked about Castlevania and how um, the combat within that show, the physics are so powerful. They're used so well when someone's like throwing a punch, you yeah, see all yeah. of their weight go into it. Um, I hear Academia does that very, very well, but everything is so bright. Everything is so colorful. And um, all of the action, like there are so many different action sequences because it's a battle anime. That's really what it is at its core um and so it goes from like these really really like funny um not exactly chibi like food wars has a lot of moments where it becomes like chibi for a second and then back Uh to normal this has moments where it's i guess it's a lot like one punch man where you Mm. actually very much like one punch man where you have like the characters are like you know they're cute they're beautiful or they have all these like disney-esque qualities and then suddenly they get super serious and then they go for and they get into battle and and i and i guess that's how i would describe it i don't know what do you disagree i would agree with that i think it um where One Punch Man leans into the serious tones and kind of makes fun of itself for it. Um, My Hero Academia uh, has a similar style, but it does um, just take those moments of like looking back at the character and he does get a little chibi face about him. Yeah, and I I think the thing that blows my mind the most about like um, what uh, uh, Horikoshi is able to accomplish with this, it's just shocking to me because I, I think Eric, one of his biggest inspirations is um, is is Achira Oda from of One Piece fame, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that shows in like the variation of the character design. But I think what he does even like more impressively than Oda is that like he blends just legitimate different styles of character where this is a world where, you know, we're talking about quirks, but some of these quirks are literally like, eh, you're a fucking bear. <laughs> like you gave birth and your kid's <laughs> a fucking bear. This guy is a little mouse dude. <laughs> and, and so some people are like, um, uh, extremely, you know, m- macho and animalistic. One person has like earbud dangly things hanging from her earlobes. Another character will be like a very cute little chibi thing. Some characters can be seven feet tall, like All Might. Some people can be like two feet tall, like the little ball pervert. What's his name? Um, oh, Minetta. Yeah, I, f- I fucking hate Minetta. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Everybody hates Minetta. <laughs> but but w- what is so impressive about this is like, it is all in one universe, and yet the the styles are so 
discordant in a way where it, it just shouldn't work, but it does. Where All Might literally has these big, bold black lines like you'd see in an American cartoon, and it's because All Might is from America, which is why like uh, all of his like moves are like, Detroit dick destruction, boom! And he like says the name <laughs> of an American city. Um, how you were talking about there's like Minnesota smash, like, all the Missouri smashes. smash, and, every, and he says like a different place. It's like Missouri smash, Texas smash, Detroit New smash, Hampshire. and it's all just, it's all just him punching the shit out of somebody but he <laughs> has a different name every time like every time he says Missouri Smash I'm like oh fuck yeah he's gonna like this cool flashy move nah he just yeah. punches him into the ground and that's it but what if he did like Texas gun <laughs> he just takes a gun and <laughs> boom <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm uh, running out of time I just gotta use my firearm <laughs> I don't have time for this shit. I <laughs> uh, can't be all that for long. I gotta take out the Texas gun. <laughs> oh my god. That would be completely shit. unexpected. No one would see it coming. <laughs> exactly. The mind games. Oh my god. Um, so he has really strong black lines, but but there are like really cute monster girls in this. You know, that's a, another reason why this is very popular. Some chibi things, as, as Hal was talking about. Um, uh, and it all works together. And in the spinoff, uh, My Hero Vigilantes, it's something where um, it has a great art style, but like it, even they can't quite capture. Like when All Might appears in My Hero Vigilantes, he looks a little fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, just, it's completely not the same artist at all that does My Hero uh, Vigilantes. So he does look very off in that one. He doesn't look the same. But yeah, uh, Horikoshi just has such a way of integrating all these different styles that you can't quite pinpoint. But it just has such a clean and detailed fluid fluidity to oh, it. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of that moment when... Um Okay, I'm going to flash back to episode three. Midoriya finally cleans up the beach, right? All Might shows up and he's in, he's, he's in like his emaciated form and he's very, very tired most of the time. And he's got like blood coming out of his mouth. He's like, whoa, he cleaned up the whole beach. Oh, my. And then he changes into his form and he's like, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so like like the the artist has such a fun way of like sometimes like poof, it's a puff of smoke. And then he's back in his normal form. Other times it's just like like a quick animation of him turning into his hero form and then back to his normal form. And so it's like really funny that he's been able to make all of this work while making him look simultaneously like Superman one moment and then like Joe who lives outside of my outside of the bar, like kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. deals heroin and right, takes his right, own right. supply. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so Eric, you had a great, um, some, some great points here about how um, the idea of quirks are like embodied in these character designs. You want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah, so Horikoshi is very clever in the way that he designs these characters because the way they look um, more than often correspond to their own quirks. So like Bakugo has this explosion fire-like hair and um, like uh, Todoroki, Shoto Toriyoki has uh, half red hair, half white hair, and it symbolizes his uh, half ice, half fire. <laughs> yeah. um, and we'll touch on Todoroki later, but um yeah, and there's th this girl, Mina Ashido, whose uh, power is acid, but she just looks like this pink alien. So, of course, like, she would spew some acid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. everybody. And you you would think that kills people, right? Like, how can she be a hero if she just, like, it just eviscerates people with this right, acid? Yeah, uh, young Midoriya, uh, he's super, super strong. Uh, Bakugo, he's able to destroy any obstacle in her way. And uh, her, oh, oh, she just kills people, actually. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, her quirk. No she just Collateral damage. 
It reminds me of how in um, One Piece, the character Robin um, is the, she's the woman in the, in the Straw Hat crew, which has, um, it, it's, I think it's called like the, the Hane Hane fruit. It's, it gives her the ability to like spawn her limbs on other people. And, and like in oh different places. Oh my God. Like, yeah, like she spawns like different things and she can manipulate it. It's like a really cool, what? like, like just dark ability. But her go-to thing for like um, how to take out people is she will grow like two of her strong arms on the back of the person, grab them by the like skull and just pull down to <gasps> snap their neck and spine. And like, like, like Oda doesn't exactly acknowledge like in world the fact that she has killed something like a thousand people on screen by doing that is this some move. Cronenberg horrifying shit. That's a Mortal <laughs> that Kombat that- fatality. Exactly, exactly. Um, and 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 the okay. So going to my hero with that, my hero, it it. It can get bloody, right? It can get pretty bloody and morbid, but not quite. I feel like even when it gets very dark, it still has this kind of like lightness and joy to it. Um, uh, but in the manga, like the dude with the the mouth, uh, the hand on his mouth. What's the, I just what's met back? him. I just met him. I don't know anything about him yet. Who's who's this? Uh, do you know? Do you know the name, Eric, of hand oh mouth guy? Uh, Fuji. Baseball. I can't remember. Gonna call yeah, him he has a enough. face covering, kind of looks like Kakashi, but can just sprout arms and eyeballs from yeah. his oh, self. Like, like together or like independently of each other, he can just grow these things? Yeah. It's just he, a style. Like his, his ability is just what he touches disintegrates. Um, and oh, so, Shigaraki. Shigaraki, that's, that's it. That's the so guy. he touches yes, things the and they die. He has, he has power word kill, essentially, or a finger of death, more like. Yes. Okay. Yeah, essentially, yes. essentially anything um, he touches with all five of his fingers just disintegrates into dust. Essentially, I depending know, on like just, how much he wants them to. He could never. He could never full fisted. He's always got to use his fingies. That, um, that sounds like like a really really overpowered homebrew character I once made in one of my D and D campaigns. <laughs> like, oh yeah, uh, I just um, so I don't actually have to make any checks or anything. If I touch you, you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very facts. convenient. Um, hell. <laughs> Oh my god. So we're kind of off on a tangent here. Getting back to it, we were actually just mentioning powers here, so I think that um uh that that's kind of a good way to pivot into the power system, right? Because we're talking about his power of disintegration Absolutely. and let's do a dive on like what what makes the My Hero power system uh special. So, um Eric, I want to I want to throw this to you. How how do we see powers develop throughout uh My Hero? Yeah, so uh, my hero's power system isn't really based on transformation or necessarily uh, the characters getting stronger or yeah. like training how strong they can. <laughs> oh really? Punch well, the what other are we person. referring to? What are we referring so I just to? Just gotta punch harder. <laughs> um, <laughs> not referring to any other anime in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But um, it's more about the application of the power and how to best utilize the quirks that these kids are given and um, how to use it uh, to the best of their ability um, in the most um, efficient way possible. So with Midoriya, um, of course, he has this amazing power that can obliterate a whole skyscraper. But if he does that, he breaks his arm. So he has to learn to tone it back just a little bit. Maybe use just 5% of that. And yeah. so you don't shatter your whole body and everything around you. Um, oh, I, I forgot that like his original attacks, they're all like um, flicking, because All Might is like, remember, young Midoriya, if you use all for one at even 50%, your head will explode. <laughs> like right. your, your eyes so, will right. pop and out and of your skull. And he starts with just his fingers, because it's the most and, expendable thing on his body. Well, that- 
that was the thing. That's what I thought was so incredible about the way he used his power because the first time he used it, he straight up blew up. He like shattered both of his legs and one arm and then almost fell to his death like the first time he did used all for one. And so the second time he used it, he like went to throw a baseball and he was like, like winding up, getting ready to throw this ball. And then he just puts it right in his little finger and he boop. And he sends it flying into the fucking stratosphere. And then he, they look and his one finger, his one little fingy is just fucking swollen and purple. And he's like, but hey, I can still do things. That's a start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I think he's he's kind of, I think, the one exception of like really upping his percentage in which he will go from like all for one, 5% to 10 to 20% regularly in terms of what he can all use. It doesn't destroy his body. All the way to 1 million percent. All the way to 1 million percent. Which is a, an exaggeration. They like explain that in the later episodes. Right, but. right, right, right. <laughs> He's just vibing too much. Um, yeah. But um, what is fascinating about this too is seeing Midoriya's progression where everyone like he's quirkless and as he arrives to the school like his old homie bakugo from 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 high school also made it into you know the best academy because he has got the strong power and what bakugo's power is is he sweats nitroglycerin and he can like make it explode and um bakugo just kind of goes in there and is like what's up fags fucking bakugo here blah, blah, blah. Like, and, you know still so like obnoxious but um as he kind of he, he's one of the first ones to, to kind of get that not everything is checking out with Midoriya because Midoriya had no powers and so suddenly he's just like <laughs> you know just wiping out buildings and shit and he's like what the fuck is happening with Midoriya where is this from his power that's suspiciously identical to All Might's and um that's a big joy in seeing Midoriya's power progress too because I feel so bad for the nurse at UA that is constantly they have what's her name like healing girl yeah her name is recovery girl recovery girl recovery girl and recovery girl is just this and old she's lady like 80 years old <laughs> and Victoria's constantly coming in in like a full body cast and recovery girl's just like Victoria, please please stop doing this you're going to die like just 80 percent of her day is is concerned with re-healing his shattered bones like he drank the no bones potion from uh, harry potter part two like, yeah he's just and she's so wrecked. nice about it at first too because the first time she does it she's like oh come here sweetie i'm gonna lay a kiss on you and you're all better and then like the, the final time that midoriya smashes his his arms to oblivion she doesn't even talk to him she just like does it and leaves doesn't even look at him just fuck you <laughs> yeah and she's just so angry like there's a later moment where she's literally like midoriya midoriya look me in the fucking eyes right now look me what part of stop this shit immediately have you not understood the last dozen times this isn't a game god it's so good but um so He's learning through these things and um, Bakugo too, how he learns to harness his thing is like um, he creates a little like butthole with his hands to like spurt out his explodey powers um, because he's in he's decreasing like the area in which it's funneling out. And so um, I, I'm so sorry because I feel like I totally hijacked this from you, Eric, the the progression in terms of knowledge. What are some of the other ways that this manifests um, with the other characters? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so how this uh, progresses with the other characters, there's another cool character named Tokiyami who has uh, almost the stand-like ability from JoJo uh, called Dark yeah. Shadow. And uh, it's kind of like a manifestation of his own dark energy. Was that the guy with the bird head? 
Yes, yep. the bird head oh, guy. Okay, bird head guy. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And um, how he has to harness um, his power is basically control him more, um, making sure that he doesn't go out of control and hurts the others around him against Tokiyami's will. Um, so he actually literally That's has so to train angsty. in a cave, yeah. being like, That's no, so Dark Shadow, no, Bad. I got you. You are mine. You listen to me. <laughs> and um, with other ones... Um, Oh, Ochako is another great one. Uh, Zero Gravity Girl. Um, She's a cutie. She's a little cutie. Who touches anything and it literally has zero gravity to it. So you can throw it into infinity and it won't come back. Um, Yeah. And so she has to find ways to... Um, use that to her advantage like oh in the fight with Bakugo in the tournament she makes the rocks that he's exploding on the ground float up into the air and then she uh, just touches her fingers all together and makes them rain down on him um, to kind of use that to her advantage it's brilliant yeah so brilliant I'm so glad you bring up teamwork because that's such an important part of the show right is that some of these powers are just not as useful for the purpose of beating the fuck out of somebody, right? <laughs> like, um, right. Uh, who? What can Headphones Girl do with her her headphone ears? You know, when she jacks. Oh, she in? can kind of send electrical uh, sound waves um, through uh, whatever she's touching. So if she plugs it into the ground, she can hear something like miles away. If she plugs it into like an amplifier, she can produce a sound wave that blows everyone back. So it's very diverse yeah. and very useful. Right, but only if there's an amplifier nearby or a megaphone or if there's like something she's trying to recon. Because what I saw was like in, when um, there was like a uh, challenge that All Might gave the kids where, you know, they were split into two teams, heroes and villains. Villains had to protect this fake weapon. Heroes had to infiltrate and get it. And at the end of it, like... All Might was like, hey, young Midoriya, maybe don't destroy the entire fucking building that you're trying to infiltrate with your quirk. And Bakugo, maybe don't try to blow up the thing you're trying to protect. And it's it's very much like, a, yeah, you might have this incredibly powerful quirk, but it doesn't help you if you're trying to like, like being able to blow apart an entire building doesn't help you rescue a cat from a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and it, it exactly shows why... Like, cause that's exactly what I would do as like a young kid. If I had a power like that, I'd be like, let me just do- destroy, me just the destroy this tree. <laughs> yeah. But they make it really clear. And I think that that's why it's popular amongst like young homies is like, they're like, oh yeah, I guess like I wouldn't have considered that you shouldn't, you know, just take out a tower like that. Um, and it really does consider, well, to make a hero, what would you have to educate them on doing? You know what I mean? And in as they're they're working and building this teamwork and doing like cool team abilities. Um, what I love is that there is a whole other section of of um, UA for the support students, right? Yes. So there is a whole uh, support team department that makes these support items to help the uh, hero department uh, in their missions or, uh, well, with their education, really, uh, just to kind of facilitate their power. So with Jiro, the headphone jack girl uh, Mm -hmm. with the dangly (laughs) things coming out of her ears, she gets uh, these support items on her wrists that are kind of portable amplifiers. And so she can plug them into her hands and just produce these sound waves. Ah, 
Thus erasing the problem that I had mentioned earlier of not having a full-blown <laughs> amp nearby. Ah, I, I literally see. thought that was your segue into that. No, I had no oh, idea yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a real thing. I'm glad you and, mentioned and, it. And um, who's electric guy who always electrocutes himself to death? Like, uh, Oh, Kaminari? Yeah, yeah Kaminari. Because he he's himself like, to the point of dumbness. <laughs> Yeah, because he's like Ash plus Pikachu in that, like, when Pikachu's always doing his, like, thunderbolt waves and electrifying Ash, um, this is what Kaminari experiences where he uses his electrical power, but he's not, he, his quirk is like, yeah, I can do control electricity, but I'm not immune to it. <laughs> he is totally Pikachu in Ash's body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so every time he experiences it, he just shocks the shit out of himself, but that is what can, that is why they consider what kind of support would they need? So they get designed new outfits with new abilities that help them through these things. They get designed different items that accentuate their abilities. Um, Midoriya gets an outfit from the cool um, cross-eyed girl uh, in the support program. The really uh, the hot one with like the target eyes. Yes, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I just can't um, think of her name. Who's just like Midoriya? I've been noticing that like you've been like nearly killing yourself every time you do a push-up. So I thought I would add some pads to your knees. You know, yeah, here's some braces like for you to kind of help you with that <laughs> little impact there. Yeah, and um, they even have an, an episode where they create their own ultimate move, right? Oh yes, uh, their episode. Um, yeah, let me take that back. It's in like season up. three, but I love that idea in a power system of like because. One of the hype moments in anime, the the most hype moments is when you get to see someone's ultimate secret technique, their, their right, super right. chakra jutsu. Um, but this is something where you get to see them consider where like um, uh, All Might going around and, and, and they literally need to figure out, well, how could I apply my quirk in a sense that would make it an ultimate move? You know what I mean? What is a thing I could do physically with my body plus my quirk to make it a new thing? And they like have counsel from their teachers and they're learning and they need to use their minds to consider like, well, it's not how I unlock like super flamey ice shard level seven, you know, for um, split haired boy. I'm going to get so many angry letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and even All Might uh, kind of talks with Midori and is like trying to like hint and lead him on and is like, young Midoriya, what can't you do? And I, I think that's when he gets his, his ranged attacks, right? Yeah, so uh, All Might leans into him and says, you're still copying me. And yeah. that, that's kind of Midoriya's aha moment. Like, that's right. I've always been relying on punching things. Like, yeah. why don't I try to use my kicks? And he goes to his friend Ida, who's kind of the super fast engine-legged kid, and said, hey, he's my favorite. some moves? He's my favorite character. Mm -hmm. And then he just develops oh, this him, yeah. uh, style all his own called shoot style, which is awesome. He just focuses on the power in his legs because your legs are like way stronger than your three arms. Three to one stronger than your arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, duh. Yeah. Why haven't I been so, doing that? So basically what you're telling me is like Midoriya being able to punch a building in half goes to Midoriya being able to kick a planet in half. <laughs> like... <laughs> essentially but okay, no cool. he uses his um like his full cowling method where he only uses like five or ten percent at a time and it's much more efficient in uh his like zipping around and stuff and Love actually it. uh it is very effective that's yeah so cool. that, that was a good that's a good point you're saying too with full cowling of the lesson of like yeah it's it's not that it, sometimes you really don't need 100% Midoriya, so just use 5% if you're just trying to jump somewhere. Yeah, and you know? then just spread um, the power throughout the, your whole body instead of just your fist at 100%. Yeah, for sure. So talking about full cowling, that enables some of the most like standout fights in My Hero. So what are our favorite standout moments from the show that we could kind of share with, without being insanely spoiler-heavy? 
Oh my god, there's so many. Um, there's uh, Todoroki versus Deku. Um, I mean, that's still when he's using his like 100% flicking, but it yeah. proves very effective against Todoroki's just full-on um, ice barrage <laughs> that he throws at Deku. Um, and in the middle of that, I think the best part of that fight is just um, how Deku uh, is appealing to Todoroki's um, personal uh, struggles because Todoroki hates his father. He doesn't want to use his fireside because that's what his father uses. He's uh, mm. Endeavor, the fire master, who's the number two hero. But he hates Lord him. He doesn't want to use it. Um, but Deku appeals to him saying, listen, it's your quirk. It's your power. Use it in your way. And then Todoroki just finally lets loose. And he's like, you're right. And just blows Deku away. So Deku actually <laughs> helped his opponent like, hey, thanks, win dude. against him. <laughs> like, thanks, you're yeah. right. <laughs> and um, and t- Todoroki's such an interesting dude because he's someone where he's t- a total like Gary Sue in the sense that he's just like he's exactly <laughs> what I would create if I was like creating an OC in, in like middle school where I'd be like what if I was the master of ice and fire and I was just like a god and my father was the king of fire and my mother was the queen of ice <laughs> um, um, and so you th- I remember thinking at first like I'm gonna hate this guy but Something that he has in common with, uh, not that it's totally relatable to us, but the idea of hating your fucking dad so much that you want to, like, you know, ignore half of your genetics. I know. <laughs> um, and that makes him so interesting. That's such a good fight. I think, I oh my, think my favorite moment isn't actually, I mean, I don't know if it's a no, uh, whole fight, but it's the entrance exam when um, Midoriya finally uses one for all for the first time. And it happens oh, yeah. when when um, there's like these robots that you have to go fight throughout the city. All these heroes are trying to compete in who can blow up the most robots. And they're like, but hey, kids, there's one big robot that you should not fight and it will not give you any points and it will probably kill you if you encounter it. So just run away. Do you hear me? I will say it again. <laughs> Do not fight the big robot. It is worth is like, zero yeah, okay. points. Yeah, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And so, like, they're fighting the robots. Midoriya has no points. He's freaking out, and suddenly, boom, 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 the big robot appears. And it's like, I'm going to fuck your shit up. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's it. And they turn around, and they start running away. And Midoriya falls, and then, um, oh, what's her name? Ura... Uraraka? Ochaku. Ochaku. Uraraka, um, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get you can use so either. much hate mail. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Uraraka is like her, her first Uraraka, name. Ochako yeah. is, or Ochaku is her, her family name, I believe. Right. So yes. she's fallen down. He, she was nice to him at the beginning of the exam. And he was like, oh my God, a girl. I've never spoken to a girl. Uh! And so <laughs> she's caught under a rock. He's like, this is it. It's my time to act. He gets up and he leaps like a, like a standing 300 foot vertical leap right into the air and punches his robot so hard in the face that it basically disintegrates it. Um, and oh so like, God, he like, boom, moment. everyone's like, what the so fuck? Hard. Everyone's like looking at him like, holy shit. And then he looks down on his arms, just like a wet noodle and his legs and are also like wet, like limp pasta. And now he's falling. He's like, oh yeah, I can jump. But I don't think I can land. <laughs> and like it's for me, so that was good. a moment of like, that's so, so funny that you would have someone like do this incredible athletic feat and then be like, oh, shit. 
Yeah. And that really speaks to the reckless abandon that Midoriya has, that he's just willing to do whatever it takes to save one. Not even that, human he didn't being. even know he could do it. He didn't know what he was gonna do. And suddenly he's like three hundred feet in the air with two broken legs and a broken arm falling to his death, and he's like, Well, that was cool, I guess, while it lasted. Um and so I, I think like the whole show is written in that way where it kind of takes a lot of the superhero stereotypes of like the superhero landing, landing on one knee, um, which would shatter your fucking kneecaps. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it really takes all of these physiological impossibilities into account and it makes you laugh. And that was probably one of my favorite moments so far. <laughs> Luckily, no, Uraraka sure. came in for the save and just. Yeah, by slapping him, him in the face. Right before. Yeah, slapping yeah. him in the face. Yeah, in the face and suddenly he's floating. As he's suspiciously doing his attacks, as he is yelling, Detroit, Detroit Smash! <laughs> as he's doing, like, Rhode Island Roundhouse! And, like, you know, I would think, looking at that, like, is that guy yelling out uh, all of All Might's, uh, the most famous hero's moves and doing them exactly? <laughs> and and their, their takeaway is like, I guess he's just a big fan. I guess yeah. he's just a big fan of All Might. Like, um, did Midoriya just use a falcon punch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, God. Um, So, Talking about like how it subverts some of these tropes, what are some of these big themes of my hero? Because um, one of the ones I want to shout out is something that um, uh, Midoriya puts so much weight onto All Might being a symbol of peace. And he's referred to as the symbol of peace. And a thing we haven't mentioned about All Might is that his presence being the strongest hero ever... A core element of that is that his mere presence is a crime deterrent because it's, it's, it's essentially like if you have like God himself on the streets where, where rather than, um, like, like at some point they kind of explore, like, are all these villains in like Gotham only coming out because they want to take down Batman? Like, is he encouraging crime by people hating Batman so much? That's kind of, it's the opposite of, of that with All Might, where they say the crime rates are plummeting because people know that God is right over there, ready mm-hmm. to, ready to give them the, uh, the, the Minnesota mincemeat surprise. <laughs> um, but, I think that it's really effective because All Might to me kind of stands for American like individualism and exceptionalism, where it's like the one person being the great symbol and carrying the world on his back. And he kind of comes against like Japanese collectivism and like the administrative state wherein like all this heroes are kind of funneled through like the Japanese collectivist administrative system where it's like, okay, you're joining like the, the, uh, like this hero organization. You're going through like this school pattern, getting this internship. And it's, it's very, it's very like business culture here. And it kind of examines like the advantages and disadvantages of it because yeah, All Might is serving as this hero of, uh, or and symbol of peace, but he is literally being destroyed by the burden. You know, he's like dying and he barely even gets to like be his own person because of how much he needs to represent. You know what I mean? So that's like a theme I adore about the show. And, and not I completely that. agree. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead, Eric. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I completely agree with that. He is just the face of justice itself. And, but that's really all All Might is. It's the face. When you see him um, in his emaciated form, that's not how he acts at all. He's just tired. He just doesn't want to deal with this shit anymore. Like he wants to save everybody, but he knows he can't. Um, And it really is just taxing on him. You can see it whenever he's not in his muscle form. Uh, it's just kind yeah. of a mask that he puts on. That and, and I feel like 
So, so one thing that you said, it's interesting that you say that he is a deterrent because the episode that I'm on right now is a bunch of these villains just appeared out of the ether, out of this portal as the kids are about to start training. And they're like, hey, uh, is All Might around? We're here to kick his ass. And like that is literally the only reason that they're there. And so it actually, while it did lower the crime rate of like, you know, petty, petty street crime and like, uh, cut purses and things like that. It really called out all the big bads that are out there that like have been slighted by All Might or f- think they've been slighted yeah. by him. It gave them like a target. Now they're not like, now I'm not just going to go out and punish the world. Now I'm going to put all of my energy into punishing All Might. Um, but another thing that, that his, that the face of, of justice is for him is it, it constantly brings up like, what does it mean for me? to be this symbol of peace. What does it mean for me to be this hero? And like the first episode is him admonishing, chastising Midoriya for wanting to be your hero without having a quirk. Um, he like talks down to him yeah. a little bit and is saying like, mm, yeah, I'm going to be real with you. No, probably not. You're probably not going to be a hero if you don't have quirk. You'll probably die because heroes are constantly putting themselves in, uh, in, in the line of fire. They're constantly at risk of being killed. But later in that episode, he runs out of time, he's in his emaciated form, and he has to jump back in and put himself at risk again. And so it was constantly that question of what does it mean to be a hero? Um, am I willing to put myself out there in the line of fire in order to save someone, even if it means me dying? Um, like, All Might has all the power in the world. He has. He is the Superman of this world, having all the best power out there. But he can still die, and it's him learning... To, it's Midoriya learning to use this power for good and All Might, I feel, learning how to let go of this responsibility and pass on that torch. And so yeah, I think absolutely. like they each go through this hero's journey. What does this mean for me? And it's this ever-growing cycle of as one generation comes along, how does the old one pass the torch? How does the, how does the legacy of the hero continue? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if um, if Deku was um, not as bold and as daring and had such a strong, such a strong uh, sense of justice about him, All Might would just look past him completely. Like he just thinks this is a fanboy who's quirkless. Yeah, I can't. Well, he almost did. I can't be Midoriya's- reckless and give him my quirk. But it's not until after he sees him just plunge himself at Bakugo to save him without this quirk while he's standing in the background cowering in fear because he can't even turn into his muscle form really uh it's not until that where he sees oh my god this kid has what it takes Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i I think that all minds even like there's there's stuff to critique about his worldview and that's something that i i think of that as like the consummate group project doer you know what i mean where it's like when i was in college or in in any setting and it's like okay well no one's pulling their fucking weight who's gonna do the paper (laughs) i would be like i'll do it all um but at the same time in doing that through like all might and saying like i'm gonna take everything on it creates this void that his absence kind of exposes where like if he is not there, it's kind of like, okay, well, what happens now? And I think that that very much exposes when you have this like great man or someone who's trying to carry everything themselves. 
um, who isn't fostering the system that could support him, you, it can kind of lead to disaster because no one can be a hero like that forever without some friends on their side. And I think that that is kind of definitely where I see Midoriya's path leading is acknowledging that like, yeah, I can be the symbol of justice, but I can be like me and my friends together can symbolize this. You know, we're going to we're going to broaden this so it's sustainable. You know, I, I don't know if that makes Teamwork sense. Teamwork makes the dream work, man. <laughs> yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. Um, any any other themes you want to touch on related to my hero? Um, yeah. Uh, if we're talking about like themes and what's the point of it, um, it does a great job of asking itself, what is a hero? Is it someone who just has this incredible power and goes off to save people because it's fashionable or popular and because it makes you money? Or is it someone who uh, selflessly actually plunges themselves into danger for the sake of humanity and who they're trying to save? And um, you see that question embodied in a uh, great villain, Stain. Stain, and Stain, the because, hero killer. Yeah, Stain goes after the phony heroes and tries to weed them out from the good heroes. And what he uh, chalks it all down to, basically, is only All Might is worthy of taking on the mantle of hero. Everyone else must die because everyone else is just putting on this facade of, oh, yeah, I'm a great hero. Look at me. Like Mount Why do we have Kanye West episode? fans that talk about missing the old Kanye where it's like there's only one correct way to be a hero and if you're not going to do it all the way I'm going to kill you and like he's such a wild wild dude but he's a fucking cool villain man oh my god yeah uh, so I think us talking about this I think we've covered uh, a lot of good ground and there is a Bills game on tonight so um, uh, I think we're, we're good to kind of like lead into the uh, kind of final points here right y'all for sure Absolutely. go Bills Go Bills, we're going to be right back. And we're back. So, uh, leading us out of this, this my hero is a uniquely tough one to do an episode on. In the same way that I think of like, what would a Naruto or a Bleach or a, a One Piece episode look like? Where when you have such an expansive world, it's like, how do you touch on all the important bits in an hour? And the easy answer is you don't. <laughs> you don't. You talk <laughs> you about can't. some of the reasons why it's special, and you talk about some of the the unique stuff. But um, you're never going to get a, a full sense of how special and great this world is without giving it a try yourself. But um, that said, let's let's talk about you know what are our what do we think the weakest points and the strongest points of this series are, so our listeners can kind of get a sense of like if this is for them or not. And honestly, like no one out there hasn't heard of my hero, so <laughs> it might be a moot point. But um, uh. Uh, Hal, what, what do you think the something that is less strong that you've seen, and then what, what's your favorite shit about this? I mean, so far from what I've seen, definitely one of the weakest points, as is the case with a lot of other anime that I've seen so far, is the representation of female characters in here. Um, and just uh, the... I haven't had a lot of experiences, or I haven't seen a lot of moments of like hypersexualization of the characters in here yet, but... They're there, like when uh, what's her name, Mount Lady appears. Mount Mountain Lady, Lady. Love Mount Lady, <laughs> yep. dude. Bay. But 
the first line she has, she comes in, she kicks the villain. She's like, hey there, nice to meet your ass acquaintance. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and the camera's fuck just off. zoomed in on her ass. Right. And it's like that kind of thing where I was like, really? Like, I, I was... I just don't think it really adds anything, personally. Um, and, or like when um, a Zero Gravity girl is like, Oh, yeah, um, I sent them the design of my costume, but I guess they messed it up because now I just have a skin-tight bodysuit and um, no nipple covering, so... I guess, <laughs> I guess that's it. And Midori's just like, Oh, that's nice, I guess, cool. It's just like that kind of thing where you're like... I mean, like, really? What we're we're really gonna comment on it? We're really gonna look on this. That being said, there aren't a lot of moments like that. It's not like mm-hmm. super on the nose, like some other shows, like like Food Wars, even, um, which I have also been watching a lot of recently. Um, Anime is moving. It's slightly, you know, they. Um, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a repurpose MLK. The 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 moral arc of the universe is long, but it tends towards justice. And I'll say the 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 moral arc of anime is long, and it tends towards being slightly less weird to women every couple of years. <laughs> right. And so I'd say, from what I can see right now, that's probably the weakest part. Yeah. Very fair. Your favorite thing so far? Mine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, just the variety of characters. I mean, just that there are so many cool characters and, and they have a talent so far in touching on each and every one of them. Like, like after Midoriya and Bakugo had their like long fight scene in their test chamber, or whatever, um, they went through the other test fights. They went through them and actually showed us how they went, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I'm like, yes, I wanted to see how these characters did in their test. I yeah. wanted to see what exactly happened. Um, which gives me a better understanding of who these people are without me necessarily needing to hear like their entire backstory in an episode like a lot of shows do. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. And there's definitely a sense of community within the characters and how they interact with each other. And so I think that's what makes me the most excited to keep watching because I'm like, okay, I, I really get to know these characters and attach myself to the ones that aren't the protagonists. Um, and that's definitely the strongest part. Plus, they have cool quirks like that yeah. really, and, and they usually have something to do with their personality. Their names and their quirks are indicative of who they are as people. Um, and I just really, really love that. Totally, totally. Um, you, you mind if I jump uh, in for the next one? Because I, I have the same weakest point as you, uh, which is that, um, yeah, uh, you know, and everyone is like suspiciously gigantic titties for high schoolers. Like it's, you know, it's just that kind of weird thing not as bad as one piece not as bad as some other people um but weird and i just think that um because these women characters are so strong i'd say that their friendships are as valid and as as spotlighted as some of the male ones like the way they get along kind of the scenes of the people hanging out that's one of my favorite parts of the series is getting to see everyone with these budding friendships and, and you know making these relationships in high school it's it's great but they just don't get to shine as much in combat and core plot things as the men do, which is um, just something where I, I hope they could do better in the future because there's still room for it. I think there's still room to kind of do a little better here. In the movies, in the movies, they, they get, I think, uh, s- some better shine. So I don't know. We will see how it progresses. Um, my favorite thing uh, is just the personality of these characters. They are brimming with like just unique, fun characteristics and 
it's one thing where like the English dub really uh, adapts it well. Where like the English dub of Mineta, he 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 gets very much like the little kind of like skeevy little sex goblin type guy, <laughs> and he's just like so fun to watch. And and I I am going to kind of be straight up and say I don't think that my hero is like a masterpiece necessarily but what it what it does do is it does kind of take all these elements of shonen and execute them at an amazing level you know it just does very well at everything and I think the core thing that I see making it resonate amongst young people so much is like when I taught um at, at a at a drama academy all I, I taught a class of um of like uh 10 students uh film and all of them loved my hero academia and these were like 11 and 12 year olds and like an 11 year old girl came in with like a froppy shirt one day and then talked with like another classmate and is like i want to wear my uraka hoodie next time and seeing these kids loving anime man it makes me so happy because i think that um my hero is very reflective of our current world in that like the next generation is inheriting a catastrophe. You know what I mean? Like we have failed and our you know generation above us has kind of failed in the world that they're handing us. You know, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be scary. But it's the idea that kids can do anything and still bring that hope and belief along that I think my hero does better than like um even better than, you know, Naruto One Piece and that it has something to say. And that message is like, you can do it too. You're a kid and you're the shit. Go take the world because it's yours. Like, that's what I love about my hero. That's my thing. Um, Eric, I want to pass it to you. Uh, least and most fave. Yeah, I'll start with uh, least favorite, which uh, I do agree with you guys that I think the objectification of the female characters in it can go a little overboard. But um, here's the thing I've noticed with it. I think Horikoshi is very self-aware of that because that's something that's very present in Western comics, too, of just these skin tight outfits on the female superheroes. But um, if you pay close attention, like even in the first episode after Mount Lady makes her debut, um, it'll talk about but like these these appearances these superhero make uh, these superheroes make is a lot of pressure on them and you just see a cut of her face like <laughs> and yeah. um i think in the future horikoshi will address those issues with the female characters um and uh there's another moment in that too uh where some of the female characters go to this internship and it's just kind of like uh, a modeling agency and yeah. and they're just very questioning of it like do we really have to do this what does this have to do with hero work and yeah. their agent just tells them well it's fashionable it's like what the people want you gotta give the people what they want so you kind of get these little hints of okay yeah these are problems these are um mm-hmm. issues that are present within superhero culture but it's something that maybe horikoshi will touch on in the future um but for now yeah i, I agree it is straight trash i i want nothing to do with it <laughs> um also another th- thing i would consider a negative of it is um stain does have this uh, philosophy of the fake hero the phony hero um, but I wish very you'd fake. See these heroes, very, very fake, very, very sad, fake, fake news. Fake they are. <laughs> um, but you never see like corruption within the hero association. I think yeah, that would be a yeah. very interesting plot point for Hor- Horikoshi to p- put in the future. Like, 
um, these heroes who want to make it crumble from within or want to take advantage of all the power and really shine a light on uh, those kinds of issues. Because I think it would amplify Stain's philosophy even more and maybe like give him some sort of resurgence in the future. Because he is such yeah. a good villain character. Um, but no, but anyway, I, I think uh, that, that that's a really good point. And I just got to like give you, you props for that because that's totally right. The fact that they don't kind of show people exploiting the system from the inside can make it a little hard to empathize with Stain, which, um, cause he seems to be making great points. It's just not, not even reflected. Cause even Endeavor, who's like the King douchebag of the hero system, he's just a douchebag, but he doesn't really like exploit it for his own benefit. It's just more the people like don't like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you just have like the epitome of evil, all for one who is just a sociopathic narcissist and everyone's like, okay, that's the villain. Like we know yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. that's the bad guy we got to go after. And of course it's obvious, but I think Horikoshi will flesh out even more nuanced villains in the future. At least I hope yeah, so. For sure, for sure. Um, uh, pros of it is, Oh my God, this show just has so much heart. Um, yeah. And I love what you said, Pax about uh, just, children being the future like we got to entrust the future to the next generation and that's something i vibe with um very personally obviously because i'm a parent now and yeah. oh my god i'm tearing up just thinking about it but <laughs> we just gotta um entrust the future to this generation and make sure that we leave it better than when we came into it because that's what the generation before us did and um yeah and i just love the emotion behind um, each character's motivation because um, each character has a backstory and a reason why they're becoming a hero and it's not all pomp and circumstance it's not just for the flashiness of it yeah. and for the money and the fame like all of Deku's classmates are in it because they genuinely want to be heroes and they want to better themselves and better society and yeah I just really vibe with that that's kind of true that 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 that's a good point is is that even in even in his class like um the the guy with the the skate uh calves what what is he he's great the you know the guy oh, tower oh, rocket calf guy Ida, Ida, yeah Ida, Ida, Tanya. Yeah, um, Ida's amazing, but like even he and like Bakugo, they just all represent like different forms of heroism where Bakugo isn't like, you know, like he, he you would expect him to be like a little villainous considering his personality, but if anything, it's just more like, and I'm going to be like the explodiest hero in the world. I'm going to blow up everything with heroism, you know, and he's still like pretty <laughs> optimistic when it comes to that stuff. Oh, gosh. I And it's interesting that he's the most popular character in the whole franchise. Yeah. Because yeah, when you yeah, think yeah. about it, he does have the most character development out of all of them when you watch it uh like throughout the whole series yeah um, i think sure. he is gonna turn bad when they kidnap him and say you're gonna work for us now he's just like fuck you no i'm not you are the bad guys i'm gonna kick your yeah. ass <laughs> yeah okay yeah. but but if i can just say one thing on that in my experience so far hit it hit it he blew up midoriya while under the impression that he did not have a quirk <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So I'm kind of like, mm, he was ready to burn this kid, burn him alive and was just like, uh, what did he say? Hey, it won't kill him if it doesn't hit him. And like that's <laughs> as he like fires a flaming shot at his face. And and I'm kind of like, mm, you're a, 
fucking psycho kid. You're a full blown psycho. Um, well, you know the reason for that. Like with any bully, it's because he's so insecure with himself. Doesn't like, matter. He has if it ends all in this murder. expectation. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, obviously, like sure, no one should like, like It doesn't excuse his actions, but like, I mean, like, I'm sorry, officer. I'm just really insecure, and I don't have a good relationship with my parents, and that's why I punched a hole through his chest. You know, like that doesn't that doesn't work. So I just like. <laughs> I, I've yet to really sympathize with Bakugo. I've just seen him as just being sucky right now. But we're gonna we're gonna get there. But well, I, I think you bringing this up is actually a perfect transition because both me and Anna have described ourselves on the show as Baku hoes. Where like there are people who just <laughs> love Bakugo, love reading Bakugo Yaoi. Um, who is your in terms of like waifu or husbando? Like who's the character that just like occupies a, a special place in your heart? I mean, for me, I mean definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Midoriya stan. Uh, I really, really am a fan of Midoriya. Um, but I think I think Ida is probably my favorite right now. Mm, I think yeah. so. I don't know. I just like he's very rigid. He's like, no, we're going to respect the people before us. I have a goal. I'm going to get there. And I'm going to make sure if anyone steps out of line, I'm going to correct you immediately. I feel like Eric kind of looks like Ida. Is that fair to say? Like, I feel like he's like, you've just got such like strong, serious features, Eric, that like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna need to stand right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, my, for me, it's gotta be Froppy. The little frog, the frog oh. girl. I just love her. And, and just the way she speaks and the ribbit, like she's so cool. And, um, oh, you mentioned the internship episode, bro. Like she got, she has like her own little episode in this. that doesn't appear in the manga where she oh, just like, right. it's like, it's like Froppy's internship. You're learning how to be a hero. <laughs> like, she's yeah, just and she's so like cute. on this ship doing some reconnaissance on the villains. Yeah, it's just amazing. Being a, I love that. Being episode. a frog, just being a frog. What about you, man? Who's your who's your who's your number one? Uh, I I think I'll have to agree with Froppy because she's just yes! she just has such a heart of gold and always is like in control of the situation. She's like, "Don't worry, guys, we got this. Let's just come up with a plan." <laughs> Thank you, Frog. Not to mention girl. she's just cute as a button. I know whose power is having a long tongue. <laughs> like you just yeah. like you poor oh, you sweet thing. Oh, um, yeah. So clearly we love this shit. You know what I mean? But who would we recommend this to? Is it good? Like, is this a universal recommendation for people who like anime? I think, I mean, I think so. I think if you like shonen, it's a, it's a no brainer. Um, if mm. you're into that kind of formula of like young protagonists going into academia, having weird powers, making friends, the power of friendship, like, I think this is a perfect pick for that. If you're looking for something a little more slice of life, a little slower paced, a little more serious, mm, I don't know. But but I, I think it's great fun. I think it's, you know, it has a good heart. And um, and I think it's illustrated so beautifully and the action sequences are just amazing. So I would definitely yeah. recommend it to to anyone who wants to get into like a lighter topic, a lighter show. Yeah, I think shonen anime wise, for me, this is probably like the best it gets in terms of anime format. Like, I think this and Demon Slayer are like just the the best when it comes to adapting a really old popular genre that can be really painful to ingest completely if you're looking at old Naruto, old One Piece, where the kind of format would be. I mean, it would be nice. <sighs> It'd be both good and bad for the animators because the schedule would be really grueling, but it did guarantee them employment perpetually because these old shows would release an episode every single week. And then when they got too close to like the, the modern material, uh, they would take a you know break and have, you know, a you know couple dozen episodes on some random bullshit, you know, filler arc. And 
the kind of like standard thing there is like you'd see the animation of just like the mouse moving mechanically and you know the reused animation and then you'd get to like a fight and maybe there'd be a cool animated fight like Rock Lee Yara you know um but because of this new animation thing it's just so good man it's so good um watching it from start to finish I think if you need an anime to scratch the shonen itch this is just it man this is it it's oh love it love it love it Eric Eric um lead it off who would we recommend this to why why should people watch this uh, if well, first of all, if you enjoy the superhero genre, this is a no-brainer, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. Because not only does it uh, take those superhero tropes, but it also explores uh, the people that fall through the cracks in these kinds of societies, and um, like how it affects them, and how are the heroes going to step up to uh, help these people out too. Um, so it does such a great job of exploring those themes. Um, and, oh my gosh, if you are even not a fan of anime, if you're just a fan of superheroes, like this is your cup of tea, hands down. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for some feel good, um, inspiring levity in your life, this is definitely the anime for you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful point to leave it off on, man. Um, I, I think we're good to wrap, right? Hal? absolutely. Uh, everyone. Thank you oh, all so you, much for listening. Oh. For, for, first off, I got to say, big big ups to Eric. Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank like, you so much, Eric. And congratulations on thank everything. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Thank you for introducing us to Bat Cow as well. He's been a wonderful participant in this recording. Uh, Bat yeah. Cow will make an appearance. Uh, Horikoshi, uh, plug him in, would you? He <laughs> See, is a exactly. cow with all the powers of a bat. oh god maybe maybe he'll get his own spinoff since there's already 25 of them Um, exactly oh i forgot to mention he made a um, an original one shot for my hero with a guy named jack midoriya where he did like his original run yeah gosh there's so much more dive into the rabbit hole go to the fan wiki do that stuff but we're on our gratitude for eric moment eric you are you are brilliant thank you for sharing your knowledge with us thank you so much you guys are beautiful it's been such a joy to have you on, man. And if there's any other topic uh, that you're interested in, you're always welcome back, man. It's been so good having you. Oh, it's been a pleasure for me, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I will keep listening. I am a loyal content of the consumer. And, <laughs> loyal oh Otaku. Loyal Brotaku for life. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I love you guys. I love you guys. All right, everyone. Oh, thank ha- you how, so whenever much. you're ready. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was watching the love fest. Shit, I'm sorry. That's enraptured. the whole thing. I was completely enraptured. <laughs> I was in love with it. Um, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. If you'd like to be heard, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or review us on your favorite podcasting app. It really does make a difference and every review counts. And we'll make sure to give you a shout out on the air to show our appreciation. All right, I'm Hal. And I'm Pax. And, and we're, we're the, the Bro Takus. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. See you next Go week. Bills. Go Bills! Go Bills! Go Bills!